Like I said, I, was, I wasn't necessarily looking to become vegan. I was just trying to stop taking medication and feel better because, I mean, I was so sick for so long that I was, I was becoming depressed. I was isolating myself. I mean, I was tired of being in pain all the time. And when I started learning about the reality of factory farming and just how utterly atrocious it really is, it was almost instantaneous. What's up? Welcome back or welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. It has admittedly been a few weeks. Um, I've been pretty busy, good busy. Uh, but yeah, probably the first time since I started the podcast that um, I've missed more than one week. Uh, but it's all for a good cause. Uh, we, we just opened... Rewild and Quincy, uh, arguably one of uh, the first all plant-based, all vegan beer halls uh, in the country. Uh, so pretty cool. We finally uh, got that done, and it's it's up and running, and uh, it's it's been crazy. It's been busy, but it's been fun, and um, you know, fired up about you know doing some more of them and. And uh, bringing this type of food and atmosphere to uh, other places in in Massachusetts and around Boston. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is how I the restaurant is how I connected with this week's guest, uh, Lisa Lynch. Um, about a month ago, uh, we connected on Instagram. She had just recently moved back from LA. Uh, she has been acting out there for 20 plus years um, and moved back and lives in, in Hull on the South Shore. Um, and we connected. Uh, she actually ended up uh, bartending our opening night um, and hopefully will continue to uh, work as a bartender at Rewild uh, on the weekends for us because she's just awesome. Uh, her energy is just amazing. Uh, you know, you can see why she has had so much success as an actress. She just, it's just cool, just an awesome energy and, and is very, very upbeat and lively and kind of grabs your attention. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we talk about, uh, Lisa's story. So she's both an actress and a voiceover artist. Um, some of the shows you might recognize, uh, that she's been in, uh, shows like Justified and Ray Donovan and a bunch of others. Um, and yeah, we talk all about her plant-based journey, uh, how it's changed both her health and her mom's health, um, how diet and lifestyle impacts, um, not only your, your health, but your mental health, um, and all kinds of things. Um, I will, uh, stop there and let Lisa tell the rest. Uh, but yeah, like I said, just fired up to have connected with Lisa. She's such a positive fun, talented person, and uh, it's just really cool to uh, have her at Rewild every now and then. So without further ado, the incredible Lisa Lynch. All right, Lisa Lynch. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me here. So to give a little context here, so Lisa graciously 
uh, helped us 10 bar for our opening <laughs> night here at Rewild. That was uh, interesting, to say the least. It was wild. It was Rewild, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and we connected, I think, uh, probably a month ago or so. I pretty much stalked you on Instagram. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this opening for some time now, having very recently... Uh, moved to Massachusetts. I lived here when I was young for a while, but I found myself having a hard time going out to eat with my best friend here. Yeah. <laughs> and Amen. she was the one that sent me an article about your place and I was so excited and yeah, I just kept checking back, checking back. I couldn't find a, a contact or anything and so I went into your profile, I believe, on Instagram and emailed you. Said, yeah. Hey, I want to work for you guys. Yeah. No, it's awesome and yeah. and so cool that we ended up connecting and we're fired up that you were able to be involved you know yeah can't say that enough me too i was looking to find my people here in the south shore and and i obviously found them (laughs) (laughs) cool so can we i mean i know a little bit but certainly don't know your full kind of uh life story so can we can we take it back a little bit to, to growing up and then when you moved sure, sort of yeah. out west and why and kind of get into all that? I've moved, well, I guess I've moved around a bit. Um, I am from New York originally and then we moved here to Massachusetts when I was about 10 years old and I was just not having it. We went back to New York every weekend for a couple years so I, I never really felt at home here, you know, mm. and as soon as I graduated high school I was out. (laughs) I went to school in D.C. and then back to New York as soon as I graduated. And I lived in Manhattan for a long time and then went out to L.A. for a visit. I had a, you know, I'm I'm an actor also and I had an agent on both coasts and I said, oh, you know, see what's going on out there. Yeah, how did you, not to cut you off, but how did like the acting come about? Like did you do like drama growing up and stuff like that? Yes, always. In fact, I did actually start, well, I guess it started in New York, but I did my first play in Massachusetts. Uh And actually I think that stemmed from boredom. So it was a great thing. I had a lot of freedom in New York. Even as a little kid, we lived in a place where I could walk to the pizza place by myself. I could walk to the library. Um, and when we moved here, there was just nothing. There was nothing on my street, and my parents were at work, and I was bored. And then I found a, a local theater and said, I want to do a play. Mm. And as soon as I you know, got my first response from a live audience, I was done. That was what I wanted to do forever. Yeah. yeah. And so cool. Yeah. I ended up staying in L.A. because I just kept getting work there. I didn't really like it. For the first few years, I had that kind of East Coast, you know, Boston, New York, you know, D.C. energy. Yeah. And everything's very laid back and slow there. But over time, I really grew to love it. Yeah. So you ended up, so you moved out there after college, pretty much? Yes. I was there there for 22 years. 22 years, yeah. And you were right in, what part of L.A. were you in? Uh, The bulk of the time that I lived there was West Hollywood. Um, I lived also in Venice for a short time, but I don't know if you know L.A. at all. If you have to come back to Hollywood, it's quite a trek if you're doing that a few times a day. So I ended up going back to West Hollywood. Yeah. Um, So what were some of, like, the gigs you had? Like, were there any... What was your favorite? What was, like... 
Uh, as far as acting yeah. things? I think, uh, well, I did a lot of commercials and voiceovers. Uh-huh. And voiceover was always my favorite because you get to be really big and nobody sees you. Yeah. And if the director wants to say something bad, they just turn off your earphones. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun and freeing. But as far as roles, I, um, I got to be on Justified, which was one of my favorite shows. So yeah. when I booked that, I was really excited. And I got to be a character that was really far from myself. I, I, uh, I got to play a, a prison murderer, you know, a really bad person. I shanked somebody. And it was really fun. Yeah. Because I kept, I think I, I have a lot of tattoos, and I think that was part of me. I was sort of subconsciously rebelling because I kept getting all these sweet roles. And ever since I was little, I always wanted to play, you know, the, the bad witch or, you know, the, the wicked stepmother. And I would always get the good one, the sweet person. <laughs> and so that was, I think, my first really, really vicious role I got to play. And it cool. was fun. Cool. Very cool. So 22 years and then mm-hmm. what, I mean, what was the spark to coming back? Um, well, one, my mother wasn't doing very well health-wise. And, you know, I'm, I'm at that age where my friend's parents, you know, I, I didn't want to be in a position where my mother was sick and I wasn't there. And I had been having some health problems ongoing for a year, you know, a few years. And I changed my diet. <laughs> and it really helped me. And I was just devouring books and documentaries and really becoming more and more and more and more. Uh, conscious about what I was putting into my body and I found that I just wasn't able to influence my mother from afar and I went to stay with her for a little while just to visit you know and I could tell she was she was in pain she had a lot she had fibromyalgia she had all kinds of problems and I just felt so helpless so I said you know what I'm in a position where I can pick up and move yeah no big deal I don't have kids I'm not married acting I can do it anywhere, and I just kind of thought, well, I'm going to press pause on that. So I came to Massachusetts and put her on a plant-based diet. She dropped 40 pounds. She has alleviated a lot of pain. It's been wonderful for our relationship. And things just kind of unexpectedly started falling into place here in Massachusetts, which I did not anticipate. I thought, well, Maybe I'll do a play or something. You know, I thought I was going to be out of the business for as long as I was here. And I ended up booking some jobs here and finding an amazing apartment on the beach, finding this. (laughs) And, you know, that's where I am right now. Everything's really good. Yeah, cool. Very cool. So it's funny that I think people that at least my experience, I shouldn't say people, but Mm -hmm. when I found Mm plant-based and felt what it did to me and saw the science and the documentaries and all that stuff, like I just wanted the people I love to have that information. I hear that. Which is like why this whole podcast started, why this whole restaurant started everything. Mm -hmm. Because I just... it's. You know, it's obviously up to the individual to live your life however you want, you know, but you should 
have the information and know that you know there is another option than kind of the traditional a better option route a better option a that, healthier option yes, yes that can solve the problem instead of stick a band-aid on it exactly and, um, yeah so what were some of the when you first so you were still out in Los Angeles when you first kind of stumbled upon this yeah I mean it, it, it's I had been having I mean I have pretty intense allergies and I've had them my whole life and I just kind of thought well I am one of those people who has allergies you know as a kid I was always congested I was going to the ear nose and throat doctor twice a week taking pills getting shots I was always sick and back then nobody back then I should say like you know 70s and 80s I was guzzling milk out of the jug like no exaggeration a gallon a day on my own Mm. and you know it never came up in tests that I was quote unquote allergic to it but years later when I eliminated dairy from my diet I don't have any of those problems anymore sure I'll get hay fever you know if there's pollen or something but I couldn't even lay on my back as a kid because I would be so full of mucus Mm -hmm. and sick all the time but it was kind of an accident that I found that I had been prescribed so many different steroids and I was suffering edema and anaphylaxis. I was having to use an EpiPen and nobody could pinpoint what was wrong with me. And I was out in LA and I was kind of feeling isolated. I'm like, I could die alone, you know? Mm. And so I just started reading nutrition books. I was going to acupuncture and I just didn't want to take pills anymore and the more I read and the same thing I started watching documentaries and I think the the biggest one that had the most influence on me was Forks Over Knives mm. it's just it's so beautifully done mm. anybody would be interested in it whether you eat meat or not it's just a great film and the more I read the more I learned And I also like cooking, so I was kind of having fun experimenting with things. I couldn't go back. I just couldn't. You know, when you, when I was the kind of person who I would eat a steak with my hands and just wash it down with tons of milk. Yeah. And I always thought, you know, oh, I I know, you know, I I don't want to hear about it. I, I didn't really, I didn't know a fraction of what factory farming is like. Mm. So I just couldn't ethically do it anymore. Even yeah. if I didn't care about myself and my own health, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I, I just, the door was open. Yeah, you're bringing up a lot of things that Yeah. very similar to my story with, you know, allergies growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I carried an EpiPen, I carried an inhaler. Yep. Like all growing up. Me too. And was I had some thing something wrong with like my kidney when I was real young and uh, but same sort of thing always congested always yeah. coughing always wheezing yep um, always like just bloated looking you know what I mean mm-hmm. that like all my baby pictures and as a young kid I'm just like Me you know too. my face is just all blown up and uh, yeah and when I found plant based you know and all that stuff goes away. You know, it's just like... It's amazing how it's fast amazing. it does, too. Yeah. It took me, like, a couple days of green smoothies to actually, like, you know, it was essentially, like, had solved itself <laughs> in a matter of a few days. I mean, 
it's just wild. It is. Um, yeah, and forks over knives. That's always the one like I recommend to people too. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so relatable. You know, they actually go kind of case by case with different people and and that sort of thing. Cool. Any other uh, sort of resources you want to throw out for people yes. that you found? Yes. I mean, well, the, the people that put that movie out, or, or at least who uh, is behind it, is T. Colin Campbell, who I'm sure you're aware of. Mm-hmm. I've become a big fan because I just can't stop reading. I actually read The China Study. I don't know if you've ever oh, yeah. well, I've, tried I've, that. It's about this big. <laughs> it's It'll take big. you a few months. I've, I've skimmed uh, but. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. I just started devouring everything, and I learned that they were offering a course through Cornell to become certified in plant-based nutrition, and I kept going, what am I going to do with that? You know, I don't want to go to medical school, I don't, and, and it was always on the back of my mind, and I just kept reading all these articles that kept going back to that, and then when I moved here... This summer, like I said, backtracking, I didn't anticipate, you know, having any acting work or not really having any direction, just kind of going, well, I'll wing it, spend some time with mom, figure it out. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to take the course. I'll probably have so much time on my hands. Why not? Yeah. And of course, I ended up being really busy and juggling that too, but it was amazing. It's such a great course. And... I still am not sure if I'm going to do anything specific with it um, as far as career goes, but I did it for myself. Yeah. And it's just amazing. There's all these great uh, doctors and scientists that I learned about. You know, John McDougall is amazing. Mm. Uh, Joel Furman. All these people that have just there's so much resource or. Uh, so much information yeah. about how it really can, like you said, not be a Band-Aid, but prevent disease yeah. and completely reverse it. I mean, my mother is such a great example. She was pre-diabetic at the beginning of the year. And she has really, all she's done for the most part, because my father is still a meat eater. He's just not having it. Yeah. Um, she eliminated dairy and processed oil, and just the weight came right off. I've never seen her move as well as she has. She's not diabetic. Um, her levels are all good right now. I mean, it's been amazing just to see that change in a person outside myself. Yeah. Well, that's super cool because yeah. there's a number of people in my life that I wish... I could go just spend a month with, yeah. you know, just put life on hold and mm-hmm. go spend a month with, just yeah. give them the tools, give them the information. Um, and the fact that you kind of have gotten to do that with your yeah. mom, um, is pretty sweet. It's, I mean, it's been, it's changed my life in such a great way, yeah. you know, and, and <laughs> I've been, well, not living with her anymore, but I lived with her for a little bit during the short term of this and I would get up every day and I would make her breakfast and I would make her oatmeal with fresh fruit and hemp seeds and you know hemp milk or something and she's this is amazing I'm eating more than I ever ate yeah she's like I don't understand why I'm losing weight and I said because you're eating all the right things Mm. and you're mobile now because meat causes inflammation Mm. in your joints and you know like when I I have osteoarthritis and I was suffering 
And that was just something that I discovered because I did it for the allergies, you know, the, the plant-based eating. And it's lessened my pain in my knees, in my shoulders. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. What do you think the, the most misunderstood aspect? Protein. Of, yeah. Protein. The first thing that people roll their eyes or they go, well, how do you get your protein? And it's, we consume so much protein in America, too much protein. I mean, that's, that's actually what makes people sick. Yeah. You really only need 8 to 10% of your food intake to be protein. And there's more protein in a cup of broccoli than any cup of meat. And you're getting vitamins and minerals that you're not going to get in that meat. Totally. And you're not getting into that saturated fat. Totally. I'm pretty sure if you have like a head of broccoli mm-hmm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, yep. like you're already well over the required protein yes. you know, intake for, your, for the day. Yeah. You know? And when you have meat, your body stores that. What it does, I mean, you may look great on the outside. I mean, I, was, I always took, a, took for granted that I was just kind of naturally thin. Yeah. Even though I was eating cheeseburgers, pizza, I mean. (laughs) But I had cholesterol through the roof. Mm. And I would get my, you know, numbers back and go, oh, my God, you know, this is terrible. Mm. So you may look all right on the outside, but you're not on the inside. Mm. And it's just, it's crazy how many people just go, oh, well, you know, heart disease runs in my family. It's not genetic. Yeah. It's not. It's, 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 there are very few things that are actually completely genetic. Mm. Most of what we do is caused by lifestyle or diet. Mm. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. And you can change that. You really can. You can change that immediately. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, so, so, yeah, the, I think we're, where we've kind of gone wrong in terms of, food is is labeling macronutrients mm-hmm. i think that's a massive problem mm-hmm. just the word protein the word carb the word fat yeah just misleads people into eating things that as a whole just aren't healthy right or know? not eating whole things exactly meaning you know the whole plant you know you need a lot of everything like broccoli three times a day would certainly be better than having you know meat three times a day, but there's so many other greens that people don't think about. It's, it's not just kale, Yeah. you know? Totally, there's totally, yeah. spinach, there's chard, there's, I mean, yeah. I mean, beans. Beans are so good at bringing down your cholesterol and your blood pressure, and it's, you know, if you have lentils for breakfast, you're going to stay satiated so much longer than if you're eating, you know, an egg McMuffin or whatever it is because it's slowly released and it's a good carb. You're right. People think carbs are bad, but it's just the kind of carbs that you're having. Yeah. So how long did it take until, so you're obviously an ethical vegan. Mm -hmm. Um, how long did like that connection? So it started for you from a health standpoint, right? Yeah. So when, when, and, and how does the ethical side come in? I think that was the biggest factor because I care more about animals than myself. 
I just was living the way that I think most people live. You kind of pretend like it just came from the store and you don't think, you don't really, really, really think about the life of that being Mm. before it got to your plate. And if you do, you think, well, you know, that's, it's Darwinism, it's natural, you know, cavemen ate meat. The yeah. life expectancy of a caveman was like 20 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they really didn't eat as much meat as people would like to think. Like, paleo is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And even, I always say too, like, it's like, I don't care what we did a thousand years ago. Like, but they we've done a lot yeah. of stupid things uh-huh. over the years. It doesn't make it healthy or right or right. whatever, you know? Exactly. Um, it was it was pretty quick. Like I said, I was I wasn't necessarily looking to become vegan. I was just trying to stop taking medication and feel better because I mean I was so sick for so long that I was I was becoming depressed. Mm. I was isolating myself. I mean I was tired of being in pain all the time. And when I started learning about the reality of factory farming and just how utterly atrocious it really is it was almost instantaneous you know I thought it it did take me I would say the first year I had a hard time with dairy Mm. as much as I knew that it was bad for me I was like how am I going to live without cheese you know And and if you go out and you eat vegetarian there's still cheese on everything yeah and then as I went along and I learned more and I learned more and I just, I don't know how graphic you want me to get about the dairy yeah. thing, but no, it's I, just, whatever, yeah. it's abhorrent. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the notion that a female cow spends her entire life raped. I mean, that's, that's, that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. They're raped to get impregnated and then immediately as she gives birth that calf is ripped away from her and if it's a male it's off to go become veal yeah, it's dead. and if it's a female yeah. it has the same life as her and it's over and over and over and, and in a confined state I mean I can't imagine being pregnant with freedom mm. <laughs> let alone being in a pen and then going through childbirth and suffering lactation only to just it, it's just it's so awful to me it's just so awful and you know I love animals and I love my dog and I'm like what's what's the difference Amen, yeah. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do this to my dog mm. or my cat you know yeah. yeah and on top of that like just from like a when you step back and think about mm-hmm. what you're actually doing it's yeah. like you know, uh, most adult people wouldn't even drink human breast milk. No. But for some reason, we're obsessed with the milk of a cow. It's just bizarre when you actually step back and think about it and kind of get out of, you know, kind of your, your normal daily not thinking about it. And you're well, just we've like, been misinformed. That's yeah. why. I mean, it's, 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 I mean, the marketing for milk alone is... I mean, it's massive. I mean, there's print ads with celebrities with a milk mustache. I mean, that's what you get in school. I mean, that is, and it is truly addictive. And it's addictive for a reason. It's addictive 
so that the cow will nurse the yeah. baby cow. Yeah. There's an the enzyme. Calf will go back to yes, the mother. exactly. Yeah. And it does such detrimental things for humans, particularly females. I mean, there's there's a reason that, you know, girls mature a little too young because yeah. those hormones in there are not good for humans. I mean, a, a baby calf needs to double in size very quickly. Yeah. Not like humans. So where, yeah, milk does a body good in the sense of it will make you grow, but it will also make all those bad cells grow. So mm. when every day when you're, you know, when you're introduced to whatever kind of toxic things in the environment that your body normally flushes, when you're consuming meat and dairy, all those bad cells are also rapidly multiplying. Mm -hmm. And then they're storing in your body and that's what creates diseases. So it's not that milk causes cancer, but it creates a breeding ground for it. You take it away and those cells stop multiplying in such a rapid space. Totally, totally. Or so, pace. yeah. Yeah, so outside of health, ethical, is there anything like else that has changed in your life once you've removed eating animal products? Yes. Um, it, well, cooking and socially, like, like I said, it is tough to get a lot of your friends and family on board and have them not go, ugh, what do you eat? You know, yeah, if yeah. you're coming over, like, for Thanksgiving, what do you eat? Yeah, like, and, they, like, and they're, yeah, in, they feel like they got to go out of their way, right. too, you know, and you're just like, I'm good. Like, really? I'll find something. Honestly, yeah. just don't put butter on the, you know, whatever vegetable. Mashed potatoes. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just give me the potato, yeah. and I'll work it out. But I think, the, but the fun part of all that is, you know, like, what you're doing here is, is sharing with people what you can do with mm. vegetables and how you can have, you know, certainly you're used to gravy. You know, there's certain things people are used to and they don't want to sacrifice it. You can do that with plants. Yeah. It doesn't have to come from, you know, the drippings of a turkey or something. You can do it with mushrooms. You can do it with miso. You can do it with all kinds of things. And I love preparing food for my friends and family and having them go, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, I had, I had no idea. But it's definitely hard to be out in the world if you don't have, you know, your own stash of food with you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Around here for sure too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was yeah. coming into contact with. Yeah. It's like all <laughs> fish and chips and burgers yeah. and everything's battered and yeah. it's, it's crazy. Yeah, for me, like... Obviously, health and the ethical side, like, happen relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, experienced this weird shift in, like, just the way I approach things from, like, a calmness kind of level. Mm -hmm. Like, I had this, like, weird, like, just contentedness, like, calmness come over me that I just was better able to kind of not react in a mm -hmm. sort of reactive manner and just kind of be really present for people mm -hmm. and like actually feel their pain more in like a super weird way. That's and I, fantastic. I attribute it to just like 
you know, not to sound all hippie to the listeners, but like the actual energy uh-huh. behind the food and what I was putting in my body. And it was affecting how I treated others and how Absolutely. I reacted to when somebody was venting to me or, or had a problem, you know? Um, it's hard to put that into words for people that don't really get it. Um, but did you experience anything along those lines or notice? I, I always ask people because I'm yes. curious because that's been my experience. Because I, I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, you're, look, pigs specifically. I mean, those creatures are, they're just tortured unnecessarily. It doesn't make any sense. But you want to consume something that was just... It didn't sacrifice its life for you. It was. It didn't want to be tortured its whole life for you to have bacon, mm. which is not good for you anyway. But yeah, you're you're feeling calm because your body isn't working really hard to digest all this food mm. or to fight all of the bad aspects to it. You know, you're you're breathing better because you don't have all this excess fat in your system I mean, it, and it makes perfect sense mm. and you feel good about what you're doing because not only are you doing good for your body it's so much bigger than that I mean to what just yesterday or the day before I mean it's not news to us but it's huge the effect that farming has on the environment yeah specifically cow farming I mean it's 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 honestly ruining the planet. It really yeah. is. I mean, we just had we just had we had we have another hurricane coming. We just had the one in the Carolinas, and I don't know if people are aware, but if you look at an aerial map of the United States of America, there are gigantic pools, literally pools of animal waste. Yeah. And then we have floods. And that goes right back into the into our water, and it's just, it's not okay. You yeah. know, we're really ruining the planet by farming. Yeah, and I, I think people don't realize how big mm-hmm. of an industry it is and how much land and how much resources and mm-hmm. how big those pools of waste are. Yeah. Because everybody's so... The majority of people in the country are very, very removed yeah. from all of that. But yeah, it, it's like a third of the Earth's mass, right? Yeah. Is is used for raising animals yeah. and growing at like the rate of like a couple football fields a minute or something ridiculous like that, you know? And we're um, ruining the soil because of it. So then you, you can't farm. And then, you know, like you said, there's people who are so removed. There's people who are so far removed they're in, you know, what you call food deserts. These people yeah. don't have any real food other than packaged garbage at the grocery store. Like, they can't go to a farm stand and yeah. get something fresh. Yeah, you know? or go to a Whole Foods or... Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it really shouldn't be um, such sort of an elite thing for people to be able to get Whole Foods. I mean, it's, it's absolutely criminal that in our country you have to have money, you know, to go get just healthy vegetables. I mean, it just seems so crazy, and it's really because of what you said. Yeah. This need to have steak and 
burgers and it's just it's not even good for us yeah yeah it's it's crazy how like to the on top of that it to me it's like a it's a humanitarian thing too mm-hmm. when you know half of all the U.S.'s grain and corn is fed to animals. Mm-hmm. And if you apply that to, you know, people that need food, you know, that are actually hungry in the and world. And hunger. Yeah. yeah. It's a simple, it's a, all for something that not only do we not need, mm-hmm. but it actually is harming us. I know. And, and yeah. there's all these other cultures that we've gone there and brought them McDonald's and all these are yeah. horrible habits and now they're getting sick too. I mean, you know, it's people eat lentils and sweet potatoes in other cultures and they, they don't have heart disease. Yeah. They're not obese. Yeah, isn't there the, uh, was it Forks Over Knives that the J- Japanese guy comes to the U.S.? Um, Possibly. I've seen so many of um, them. Yeah. I think he was like, near is there a blue zone in japan isn't there i think so he came from like Mm -hmm. a very you know like rice and beans sort of japanese Mm -hmm. uh city comes to the u.s i thought it was forced overnight it might have been a different one um but yeah then all of a sudden you know a year in the u.s he's like 30 pounds heavier and like he's on high blood pressure meds (laughs) just like it's wild it is it's it's sad but you know but people I think the hardest part that I have is like you and like opening up this restaurant. I want to share it with people. I'm so excited um, getting through to people, getting them to actual, actually listen or hear you, you know. The people that are really close to me do, but I, I can't seem to like get through to my dad. Yeah. He just, nope, this is what I'm eating. And he appears really fit, you know. He, he looks great. But... He's taking heart pills, yeah. and that worries me. You know, it really worries me, and I don't want to be a nag. So, psychologically, I haven't figured out how the best way to share it with people. Yeah, I agree, and it's one of those things like a person's not going to change until they're ready to. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I mean, I do want to save the world, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. But yeah, there's, and I I think personally too, I've gone through like sort of different phases of, uh, being aware, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, at first I was probably a little too pushy to my friends and family to like, no, this is, you know, this is. I'm giving you the keys to the castle mm-hmm. here, you know, and like, why wouldn't you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know? um, to the they think point you joined now, a cult or something. Yeah, exactly. To the point now where I'm just realizing it's like, if people ask, help them out, uh, outside of that, like be an example and, you know, be there for them mm-hmm. because they're just, you know, they're, they're going to change when they want to change and you can't really much about that you know it's I'll try true. to be an example and, and be there for when they're ready to think about it you know yeah that's been my experience at no least. you're right yeah. you're you have the ex- right attitude I get so frustrated I want to go oh no don't have the bacon have this yeah. you know it's it just it I'm at the point where the smell of it yeah you know, know. makes yeah. me just sad yeah really really sad 
Yeah, because there's like a part of me that like I want to understand where that person's at, you know, and respect that because, you know, that's where I was, you know, right. less than four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I want to be like, you know, just do it because of all these reasons. Yeah. Like, you know, we're killing the environment, you're harming yourself, mm-hmm. and you're harming animals. And it's yeah. just like, so there's like that other side too, where I want to like respect people's journey and respect, you know, whatever their, their choices. But on the other side, you're just like, how can you do that? Yeah. You know, once, cause I'll ask you this question. What do you think for me from like a health perspective, right? When you, when I discovered all the information mm-hmm. and same with environmental and, and animals, right? You, once I discovered it, like, I, I flipped a switch. Like, yeah. I'm not putting that stuff in my body, period, right? But I have friends and family, obviously, that I've given the information to, mm-hmm. right? They know all the facts, you know, they have listened to this podcast, they've, you know, read my book, they've, everything I put out. Like, they follow it and they're like, oh, that was good, that was great, you know? They have the information, but they can't, and they agree with it. Most people don't disagree uh, when you present the facts in a you know pretty straight up manner but they can't apply those things to their life that that new knowledge to their life they're still eating and living the same way I struggle with that I do too why, why do you think some people are able to switch it off right there no I won't I won't do harm to myself I won't do harm to others and other people just can't get there. Do you think it's social? Do you think it's... I think it's fear. Yeah. Um, and, and I say that because, I mean, I can only compare it to... I mean, I was a chain smoker. Yeah. I was... Oh, boy, was I good at smoking. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was bad for me. Yeah. And, of course, I knew it was bad for me. And there's, there's shame involved because like, I felt stupid. I know this is bad for me, yet I'm lighting up. And didn't really matter how many PSAs I saw, you know, if I saw somebody with a, you know, the thing in their neck, what do you call those? Yeah, yeah, It it just, I had to be ready, you know, I guess. But as far as when you say most people agree with you, I sometimes feel like it isn't that they necessarily agree with me about the information. They just want to shut me up yeah. because they're <laughs> yeah. not ready to hear it. Totally. I think that that's what it is because the only way you can continue to eat that way is if you're living with some form of denial because that's how I did it, you know? Mm. Yeah. I would say, oh my God, that cow is so cute. And then, you know, two for days later, forget about it yeah. and have a burger. Um, so I think that that's what it is. It's mm. sort of selective, uh, selective awareness. And also, you're misinformed. I mean, the government, big agriculture, the food pyramid, it's not accurate mm. at all. So people really don't believe that you don't need a lot of protein mm. because that's how they've always lived. And I feel like people just aren't open to hearing about it. Totally. I don't totally. know. Maybe you so, have more open-minded people in your life. <laughs> yeah, no. So if 
somebody's listening to this mm-hmm. and maybe is resonating a little bit um, and this is new to them, mm-hmm. what's, and they want to wake up tomorrow morning and give this a shot, right? What do you recommend? What do you recommend as like the, the first step? Maybe, maybe not a 100% cold turkey step, but like a, a first actionable step they can take tomorrow morning to kind of move towards a plant-based. Well, I think really trying alternatives to if there's something that you love um if it's for example buffalo wings you know i mean people eat them everywhere go out and eat chicken wings you've got you've got that here on your menu like cauliflower bites it it may not sound as exciting to somebody initially try it Mm. it's really good you have to try and find an alternative version to the kinds of foods that you like because you're going to miss them in the short terms. You know mm. what I mean? It, it is unusual at the beginning, I think, for people to try nut cheeses, mm. you know, because it is different. But then just like when you quit smoking or when I quit smoking, your taste changes. And the thought of putting a cigarette in my mouth now that I haven't smoked for years it's disgusting and it gets Mm. to be the same way when you start going plant-based for example the first time I had jackfruit I didn't know it was jackfruit I was in an Indian restaurant I knew I was in a place that was vegan but it was so close to pork and I hadn't eaten it for so long and the idea of having sad pig flesh in my mouth was so abhorrent to me that it just I dropped it out of my mouth on my plate and I was really upset and I had to be convinced that it wasn't pork so there are really 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 (laughs) close alternatives for food for people who love meat and don't think that they could live without it because people go I could never do that and that's their immediate thing and that's why I say like they just they're not open they just go nope never Mm. and I said that years ago. I definitely said that. Yeah, same here. Oh, yeah. And I could never go back. I know I couldn't. Yeah. The the comparison I always give is when I was growing up, my family switched from whole milk to skim Mm -hmm. or like 2% to skim or whatever. I think we like slowly went down the, Mm -hmm. the chain during like the, you know low high fat craze sort of thing um and after you know a year or two of skim milk the thought you know if i had like a a sip of whole it was just too much like it was just (laughs) like oh like how did i used to drink this you know and it's the same thing with you know when you change what you eat like your your taste change and your body starts to crave the new things you're eating and exactly it just takes that initial few months of of finding out the new things you can eat and then your body starts to crave those and then right the salad stays better and the you know and and that all changes and a lot i think a lot of people don't believe that that you know their their taste will change well Um, and and there are amazing things that you can do with like aquafaba who knew i wouldn't have known what the liquid from chickpea juice that i could make you know meringue or sour cream I mean there's really cool stuff you can do with plants and the more you learn the, the more fun it is I think to make you know it's it you don't have to just eat salad all the time and I think that's what people 
perceive about veganism. Totally. Um, totally. All right, curveball. Okay. One thing about you we haven't talked about that you'd like to share. Oh, gosh. It can be anything. It can be anything. <laughs> I think, well, off topic. Well, I mean, I, I guess it does come back to food, though. I think my favorite thing about that is opening up the cabinet in somebody else's apartment, for example. My best friend lives here, and she's really open to this kind of eating, but she doesn't really know where to begin, and her schedule is crazy busy. She's a school teacher, and we'll be hanging out, and she'll go, I don't know what I have in there. I'll go, just don't worry about it. I'm going to go look in your cabinets. And found some chickpeas, some like jarred tomato sauce, some pasta, some spices, and I ended up throwing it together and creating a sort of bolognese because she would like a meat sauce. It's not what I'd necessarily be drawn to, but yeah. I was able to make something with garlic and spices and chopping up all these little chickpeas and sauteing them with some onion. And she's like, I cannot believe this is not a meat sauce. This is amazing. Yeah. So I really like doing stuff like that, trying to figure out what it is, whether I, I figured out how to make vegan poutine for myself because that's comforting, you know, fried potatoes with, with miso gravy and like, you know, a vegan cheese curds on it. You know, that's what I like doing. Very cool. Where did the... Love for tattoos come from? Uh, that, it wasn't so much a love for tattoos in the first place. What it was, was I had something sad happen. You know, I lost somebody who was really very important to me in my life. And I was, I was so deeply depressed. Um, I was out with a friend and I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And I looked out the window and there was a tattoo shop across the street. And we were like, oh, we could get a tattoo. You know, we really didn't think about it. And yeah. then before I knew it, I was sitting in the chair getting a tiny little ladybug on my back. And it made me feel better. Maybe that's a little dark. Yeah, no, <laughs> But it was no, kind of cathartic, you know, yeah. sort of a, a socialized cutting. Like I was edgy and, and just the, the release of the pain felt good. And I don't know. I just kind of got hooked. Yeah. It was one after another. And it's funny because people ask me, I think there's so many people in L.A. that have tattoos everywhere. And I think I'm more of an anomaly here, especially being a girl mm. with full sleeve tattoos. I'm asked all the time. You rock it, though. What you does totally that mean? How many hours? And I go, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kind of years here and there. You know, yeah. I found artists that I like I mean I found this um, uh, she became a really good friend of mine this artist Julie Becker I thought her work was beautiful and she did a couple flowers on my shoulders and I loved them so much and I loved her style so much that every time I would go see her and she'd go what do you want I'm like you know what you know I like flowers and bugs go for it whatever you like yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of trust yeah it was I mean it wasn't completely blind but you know yeah. So you mentioned a little earlier mm -hmm. and just mentioned uh, a sort of tie into mental health, mm -hmm. which is obviously like a very 
top, more talked about thing nowadays and yeah. for obvious reasons. Do you think food and lifestyle plays a role in, in your mental health? Oh my God, yes. I mean, I think you can see I'm like a kind of a edgy, energetic <laughs> person. And because of that, I think I, I suffered a lot of anxiety in my life and this sort of restlessness that was, you know, smoking and not being able, you know, I was not putting my energy in the right places. And I think it just kind of, it comes along with it. When you start learning more about being healthy, obvious things like yoga and Pilates. I mean, Mm. I was the girl who would go to kickboxing and walk out and open a Dr. Pepper and have a cigarette, like walking out of the gym. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, you know, I was getting injuries because I was just beating up my body with Mm. bad diet and, you know, obviously smoking wasn't good for you and a very active lifestyle. I was working really late and then getting up and running around to auditions. And I realized I had to slow down in general and... I opened up to yoga and I opened up to Pilates and I really, really try to meditate more frequently. I find that most of what I do is me telling me to let my thoughts go away, but Mm. I force myself to be quiet for 10 minutes every morning to kind of ground myself because I easily high strung. Mm. But I think, yeah, I think when you're, when you're being good to your body in that way, you just kind of naturally have a little bit more mental clarity Yeah. than if you're polluting it. Agree, yeah. Like I always say, like, when people challenge me on that notion, because I believe that 110%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know exactly what I got to do to feel like crap. Oh, yeah. And want to, you know, and, and just not care about anything. You know, it's it's drink a bunch of beer. It's mm-hmm. not get outside. It's not, you know, move my body. It's uh-huh. sit on the couch. It's eat like crap. And I will feel mentally horrible. Yep. And on the other side of that, it's like, I know if I have, you know, a green smoothie for breakfast and lunch and I get out for a run, like I'm... I'll feel great mentally too, you know? So to me, it's like obvious, you know? But I know it's like a, obviously everybody's different, but to yeah. me, it's just very, it's very basic what you put in and how you treat your body, you know? And everybody separates mind and body, but it is all one, you know? Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, to me, it's just obvious. But I yeah. guess, I guess to many, it's not. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it really is. I mean, looking at your plate, you know, and you said something uh, about yourself that's different. Even when I eat alone, <laughs> I can't have a, a one color on my plate. Mm. With fruits and vegetables, I mean, it's, it's, frankly, it's just prettier. It really is. You can have purple and orange mm-hmm. and green and yellow, you know, whereas meat, you just have a... A carcass. <laughs> totally, yeah. And you know, it's just not, it could be gray or maybe yeah. smothered in something brown or, you know. Yeah. It's, frankly, it's just pretty. And I think that that kind of gives you um, 
uh, a mental edge up. Yeah. Like when I prepare food for other people and I present it, they're like, this is so pretty. I'm like, it's just a sandwich, but there needs to be some carrots or something on the plate so that it mm. looks nice. Yeah. You want to be happy when you're yeah. eating. Yeah, and I feel like that's like a natural human uh-huh. thing. It's like we're drawn to colors and that sort of stuff. We're not drawn to like blood. Well, that's know? exactly yeah. true. I mean, the, the, the fruits and vegetables are specifically those bright colors for that very reason mm. so that we will be drawn to eat things that are good for us you yeah, know not totally <laughs> exactly. totally yeah yeah cool well um what's what's kind of next on your so you're obviously focused with mom and the mm-hmm. family and you said you did get some action stuff around here, though? Yeah. Like, what's, what's going on? Fill us yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I just did a commercial a couple of weeks ago. I did a pilot earlier in the year. It's called The Next Great Hire. I'm not sure what's going to go on with that. What, so what do you mean by pilot? For uh, oh, it's, I think it's going to... Well, it was... I think it was written as a TV show, but I think it's going to become a web series. I'm not sure where yeah. they are in that. I think they're still editing. Then I did a, a Christmas movie here in July, oh, yeah. which was really fun when it was about 100 degrees out, having sweaters and hats on. But um, it's going to be cute on the Hallmark Channel that'll be out this Christmas. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Is there, like, where do these, like, take place around here? All, that, all over the place? Or? Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there, are, there are a couple of casting offices in the city. Not a whole lot. And I read, you know, with technology now like for example this podcast Mm -hmm. you can self-tape for some things you know sometimes I'll still read for things that are um, working in New York or Los Angeles and New York is pretty close so if I get the job I'll just go there for it yeah but here um, there's some there's quite a bit of filming it it appears a little bit western my geography of Massachusetts isn't great Um, we shot around Devon's. There's some really cute little towns around there. Yeah, this is okay. the big New England Film Studios is there. Okay. And Smilf shot their entire second season here just recently. They just wrapped that up. That's a Showtime show with mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell cool. and Frankie Shaw. Uh, there's a Mark Wahlberg movie shooting here right now with Peter Berg. So there's more production here than apparently this last year. It was one of the biggest years they've had for TV and film. Because cool. New England offered some new tax incentive for people to shoot here. Cool. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what's next, but that's yeah. the great thing is that um, I didn't have a plan and things are working out yeah. really nicely. Totally. And now I'm kind of like, how did I ever live so far away from my parents <laughs> as an yeah. adult? Yeah. You know, for so long. They're going to go to Arizona for the winter, and I'm going to miss them. Yeah. Where do they go? Scottsdale? Yes, my sister lives in Scottsdale. And she's got um, two little kids. So they go there, and they get to, you know, be in the good weather, and then they come back here in the spring. Yeah. Is there a bigger goal? For me? Yeah. There's always a bigger goal. Day by day. Like, would you, is there like a goal of like, you know, being the lead in some big something like is there oh, is there that sure. bigger role for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm not that uh, like oh, I, I want to be a star. It's, really, I just I enjoy working, yeah. whether it's voiceover, whether it's you know, TVs, whether it's film, whether it's theater. I'm yeah. I'm really happiest 
when I'm performing or at least I get to, even when I'm auditioning, that's fun because you get to act. When you go into the room, even if it's for two minutes, you get to perform. So that's been really, really great for me. And to have, frankly, a change of scenery, mm. you know? I don't really miss L.A. And yeah. I like that I'm close enough to New York that it, I'm not, you know, not so out of the way. But I'm living on the beach here in beautiful New England. The leaves are changing. and Yeah, best time of year. Yeah. Best time of year. I yeah. really, I didn't, <laughs> re- I, I didn't appreciate it enough as a child. I really didn't. I couldn't wait to get away, and now that I'm back, I don't want to leave. Mm. <laughs> totally. Of course, totally. I haven't been in a snowstorm yet. <laughs> um, before I go, one more for you, mm-hmm. and then we can wrap things up. Where can uh, people reach out, follow you, um, any of that, if, you, if you'd like to sure. share? I'm on Instagram, which I think you know. I'm uh, my what is it, my handle? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very good Your with handle. the social yeah. media. Lisa Marie Lynch. And I have a website. It's just lisalynch.me. And same on Twitter. I'll be honest, I don't really check Facebook all that much. I'm yeah. on there. But I'll check, and there are probably like 400 old notifications. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, well. You can reach me there. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for doing this. Thank you very much. And uh, I, like I said, just fired up. We connected. Yeah. Me too. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for what you're doing here. This place is amazing. Cool. Cool. And if it's just your opening, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We had our hands full. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's great. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really, really excited that there are that many people who are excited about plant-based eating. Super totally. excited. Totally agree. Our right, last one, I asked this one to everybody. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is called Eat Green, Make Green. Mm-hmm. I believe that eating green, mm-hmm. eating plant-based, living a vegan lifestyle, selfishly puts me in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I do in my life. I don't see that being selfish. <laughs> so whatever kind of my goal is at any mm-hmm. particular time is how I kind of define the make green portion of that. Mm-hmm. So I would ask you, what does, what's your version of Make Green? Why, at the end of the day, do you live a, oh, a plant-based lifestyle? Oh, that's a lifestyle? great question. And I think it kind of goes back to I enjoy, I guess, making something out of nothing or making something out of what I have. I really like repurposing things and upcycling. I like going to thrift stores with nothing in mind and reusing clothes. I mean, I just, like, I can't stand waste it makes me crazy Mm. it really does and uh, just every little thing that I can do to make green whether it's just not use single-use plastic you know Mm. like forget the straw I mean there's so many things that you can do that are making green Mm. by basically not making waste I mean reuse things you know use it in a different way I like that. I went to, uh, for example, the, the place where I get my hair done, they're eco-friendly there. And it's all these women, and every, I think it's a, twice a month, they bring in bags of their clothes, and they dump it on the floor, and they trade. Cool. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, cool. You know, just stop buying stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. I think we did it there. All right, I think so too. Cool, thank you. Thank you.